want to tell everybody I appreciate you listening in. I, I appreciate you giving me your ear. I want to tell, uh, give out a, a great big thank you, first of all, to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who paid the ultimate price. Uh, the Bible says do this in remembrance of Him. I think every day, maybe we don't take part of the sacraments. Maybe we don't drink the wine or the grape juice and particles of unleavened bread. But I do believe that uh, every day we should remember what an awesome sacrifice that was. Because if you don't stay on point, if you don't stay focused, and the devil finds you lingering around doing something you ain't supposed to be doing, he will do you much harm. So I want to give this day to Jesus Christ and tell him thank you. This is a daylight savings time, so nobody should be late for church today. Also, uh, I want to thank Brother Steve Brewer uh, for sponsoring this show out there at Pineview Church of God. They're on Camp 8 Road uh, and on, out of Richton, right when you go into Wayne County. It's just a little piece there on the left. Fine group of people, wonderful Christians, it's a great atmosphere. If, if you're within driving distance and you don't have a home church, I encourage you to uh, give them a try. Uh, I'd also, uh, also like to thank Brother Don Fulmer uh, and his church, Avery Church of God. He'll be on after me, but Brother Don's a good friend of mine, a good mentor, and I know he prays for me, and I thank him for that and his wife. Uh, I'd like to thank uh, Brother Shane Bird out there at Grace and Truth. They're coming off of a, a, a stellar revival. Uh, had a good turnout. Uh, a man named uh, Coma Rivers, Pastor Coma Rivers, been, been preaching 56 years, I think. Uh, they do a good job over there. If you're in the Sheeplo community and you don't have a home church, he's right there off of Old Rifle Range Road. I believe it's 144. I might be wrong, but... Uh, it's a it's a, a, a white church in the curve of the road right there right there uh, if you if you're familiar with that area you can't you can't miss it uh, and also my home church I'd like to thank the people of Victory Baptist Church for all your prayers for me uh, I'd like to thank my pastor uh, brother Del Pulliam and I'd like to thank you the listeners you that 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 pray for me you know on, on my daytime show uh, I a lot of people call and tell me they're praying for me and, and I believe in the power of prayer I believe in it with all my heart I believe in prayer and I thank you for your prayers I thank you for your support and uh, I know I've done talked already but and and, and I know this is, is, is kind of rare uh, for preachers to do this but I want to play this song uh, because this song means a lot to me but it should mean a lot to you and this is who we're supposed to be. The name of the song is The Old Man Is Dead. And I want you to ask yourself that throughout my sermon. And I'm just telling you right up front, I don't have a sermon. I didn't have nothing to say when I come in here. I, I pray with Miss Lynn and Miss Lynn pray with me. And I, I believe I believe my heart, the Lord give me this word. Uh, so I also want to thank 106.9 Darren Lustell who will be replaying this sermon uh, during the 8 o'clock hour. So, uh, but here, here's the song, The Old Man Is Dead.
see for some time. We'll stop by and ask me where about me? What's on my mind? They wonder why I'm not drinking and still painting this old town red. I tell them I'm serving Jesus now and the old man's dead.
listen to me. Did that happen to you? When, when you went down to that old altar, wherever it was you got saved, did the old man die? Did you become a new creature in Christ? Are, are you the same as you was? If you is what you was, you ain't. You can't be the same person you was yesterday and say you're a new creature in Christ. If you became saved, you had that heart transplant, you ain't the same man anymore. And I know I harp on that because I'm telling you there's people in the house of God that ain't saved. There's people inside the church that ain't saved. That's my ministry. It's called One Yard From Hell. I'm trying to reach the ones in church that ain't saved. That's the hardest group to reach. It's easier to tell somebody that's never heard the word of God then try to tell somebody that's heard the preaching and teaching for 20 years, your life does not add up to salvation. No, I can't judge you if you're saved or lost. Salvation is of the Lord. But by your fruit, by your cussing, by your lying, by your stealing, by your drunkenness, whatever it is, your fruit don't line up with the Word of God. And Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. So how can you say you love him if you don't keep his commandments? And you have to fall in love with Jesus Christ to be called his own. Oh, listen to me. I want to talk to you this morning out of the book of Isaiah. I want to talk to you out of the book of Isaiah. Here we go. Listen, Isaiah said, Oh, hear, O heavens. Isaiah 1, chapter, chapter 1, verse 2. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. The ox knoweth his owner, and the ass his master's crib. But Israel does not know my people, does not consider. Listen to what he's saying. He's saying, I raised up a children, and they rebel against me. Oh, some of us have had kids, and we know how it feels when they rebel against you. There ain't nothing you can do. There ain't nothing you can say to them. There ain't no spanking that'll whoop it out. They're grown folks, and they're rebelling. How does that make you feel? Well, imagine God, how he has raised up a child. He raised you up in church. You know Jesus Christ. You know the Word of God, but yet you have rebelled. These Jews knew God. It ain't like he didn't tell them who he was. It ain't like they had never confessed him. They was going to the priest. They was making sacrifices. They knew that God was real. They had been delivered through the Red Sea. They had a history of a relationship with God Almighty. They had already had Moses. They had already had the commandments. They had the law. They had all these things, but yet they still rebelled against God. You see, we today, sitting in church, we got it better than they did. They didn't have a Bible to go to. Most of them couldn't read no how. They couldn't even read the first five books of Pentecost. But let me tell you what, they rebelled against God. But we got Jesus Christ. We are living in grace. We got it so much better than they do. We got a Bible. You can get them out of the dollar store. You ain't even got to do a Mecca. You ain't got to do like the Ethiopian in Acts chapter 8 and travel from Africa to Jerusalem to get the Bible and all he got was Isaiah 53. We don't even have, we can get the whole book. Then the New Testament, they preached Jesus out of the Old Testament. 
Jesus is the Old Testament. Jesus is the Bible from Genesis to Revelations. It's all about Jesus. And he said, all throughout the Bible, my people rebel against me. He didn't say the world rebels against him. He said, my people, my chosen people have rebelled against him. Those in the church, those in the house of God today, those that claim to say they know Jesus are rebelling daily. How can you go to church on Sunday and smoke the weed between services? before you come back to Sunday night. How can you say that you know Jesus and you living in sin, you shacking, you bringing somebody up in the house of God? How can you say you know Jesus when you gossiping up in church? about a fellow sister or brother in Christ. How can you say you know Jesus and you don't tell your testimony? You don't tell people John 3, 16. You ain't telling them to repent. I believe in my heart. I believe in my heart. We are in some of the last days. But I'm telling you, it don't matter if we are or if we ain't. We're supposed to have an urgency about us to tell people to repent because the kingdom of God is at hand. It, it can be at hand for you today because you may not make it through today. I'm telling you, salvation is now on your lips. It's called repentance. Jesus Christ come in this world in the book of Matthew. One of the first things he preached was repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. I'm telling you this morning, repent, repent, repent. I'm not asking you to do something that you ain't supposed to be doing already. I'm just bringing it back to your mind. You're supposed to repent daily. I, I see a lot of people not... Not in any particular one church, but in almost every church around that I know of. Where people that's been going for long periods of time fall away. And when I talk to them, it's almost always the same. They started listening to secular music. They started listening to country, to rock, to rap, to whatever. They started watching what they wanted to watch. They stopped reading their Bible or they stopped praying. And that led to them stop going to church. See, it don't come all at once. The devil comes at you with some little bitty sneaky small things. But all he wants you to do is get out of the house of God. All he wants you to do is to get away from fellow believers. He wants to call you out of the, out, out, out of the herd. And when that single sheep gets away from the herd, the wolf comes looking for that single sheep. But oh, what will the shepherd do? He'll go looking for that sheep. He says, listen to verse 4. Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backwards. Listen to what he's saying. They have gone away backwards. Look, the Bible tells us in Thessalonians in the last day, there'll be a great falling away from the church. People won't endure sound doctrine. People don't want to hear they got to repent. People don't want to hear they got to pray. People don't want to hear they have to live a life of holiness. They want to live like they want to live, and they expect God to bless them. They want him to do his job, but we don't want to do our job. They, they, we don't want to have to repent. We don't want to have to pray. We don't want. We want to be able to do what we want to do. We want to live in the flesh, but be blessed. It don't work that way. You see, even 
even the one I even the commandment he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. See, there's a proof there. If you're trying to keep his commandments without love, his commandments become grievous. In, in, in Matthew 24, the one servant that said, My Lord delayeth. The commandments for him become grievous. So because God didn't come back when he thought he should, he, went, he started smiting people and drinking and living and going back to the old way. Lot's wife looked back at the old way. You see, whenever you don't fall in love with Jesus Christ and you're trying to be a Christian without love, you're trying to be a Christian without being saved, you're trying to be a Christian out of have to and out of desire to, these commandments will become grievous and you will lose your way. You will fall back. you got to love Jesus. He said in Luke 14, oh, if you've ever heard me preach, I stay there. He said, if you don't hate mother, father, brother, sister more than you love me, you can't be my disciple. Jesus Christ must have preeminence over you. You must love him above any and everything in this world. Then he said, pick up your cross. Die to yourself. Pick up the instrument of death and die to yourself daily. Daily, not one time. Not I got saved when I was 14 and I can live like I want to. Daily you repent. Daily you die to yourself. This is a marathon. This ain't a hundred yard dash. This ain't a, a, a foot race for just a few feet. This is all of your life. This is from here until the day he calls you home. He says, from the... Why should ye be stricken any more? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart faint. From the sole of the foot even unto the head, there is no soundness in it but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. They have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. Listen to what he's saying. Listen to him. He's saying you got sin. And sin, look, look, at, look at America today. Everywhere you look, everywhere you look, they're pushing worldly agendas on the Christian. They, they got commercials. I think it's Cheetos. I don't care if they know I said it or not. They got a Cheetos commercial where this guy is trying to catch, I guess it's his wife or his girlfriend or whatever, and she's got Cheeto powder, orange stuff all over her finger. And he said, you eat my Cheetos? She said, it wasn't me. And then he catches her again and she throws the bag and said, it wasn't me. That's supposed to be funny. But that's teaching our kids to lie. It's okay to lie. You, oh, that preacher's getting too serious now. Let me tell you what it says in Revelations. It says, all liars will have their part in hell. Lying is a very serious sin. We, we want to say that my line ain't as bad as your rape or your murder or whatever. Listen to me. Lying, sin is sin. Of course not. We in the, in the flesh, we see sin, one sin greater than the other. But if you sitting in hell with the devil because you a liar, what does it matter? If you wasn't a rapist, you might as well be. What does it matter if you wasn't a thief? You might as well be. 
What does it matter if you wasn't a murderer? You might as well have been because your thieving, your lying, I mean, your gossiping got you into hell. You right beside the ones that did the big sin, as you called it. The little white lies. Oh, I, I, the little white lies are okay. But we're going to condemn the homosexual. We're going to condemn all the rest of the world. But we're going to think we're okay because we don't do so bad. Sin is sin. Sin is sin. It will all send you to hell unless you have repented, unless you have gotten right. Jesus said, let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. He said, you represent me in everything you do. You're supposed to be ambassador to Jesus Christ. It matters what people think about you. People always say, well, I don't care what they think. If you're a child of God, you better care what they think. Sin ain't supposed to be named once among you. No, you ain't perfect. No, you will never be perfect. But you don't get. You don't got to go out there roll around living sin and say grace covers me you represent this bible you represent jehovah you represent jesus you represent the kingdom of god and everything you say and everything you do you're supposed to be the best represent rep, you're supposed to hold up the best representation you can possibly hold for the word of god he said i'm gonna jump over i'm already i'm down to nine minutes he said except the lord of hosts has left unto us a very small remnant we should have been as Sodom and we should have been like unto Gomorrah. He's saying unless there was just a few people, a few people in Israel that was still praying, just a small group. He said, wide is the gate that leadeth to, to death and destruction and hell. He said, but narrow is the way that leads to heaven. And to oh, can you imagine getting to heaven and living where there is no more pain, there's no more suffering, there's no more sorrow, there's no more broken heart, there's no drugs, there's no backstabbing, there's no backbiting. None of this will exist in heaven. It's a place I can't fathom, but it's a place I can't wait to get to but he said there was just a remnant that saved Israel are you a part of that remnant are you a part of the body of Christ not everybody in the house of God not everybody in the church not everybody that says Lord Lord will enter in I want you to examine yourself do you know that you know that if you died on your way to church this morning, do you know that you know you'd make heaven? He said, To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me, said the Lord? I am full of the burnt offering of rams and the fat of the fed beasts. I delight not, I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of lambs or of he goats. When you come to appear before me, who hath required this at your hand to tread my courts? Bring no more vain oblations, incense, and abomin is an abomination unto me. The new moons and Sabbaths, the calling of assemblies, I cannot away with it. It is iniquity. Even the solemn meeting, your new moons and your appointed feasts, my soul hateth. They are a trouble unto me. I am weary to bear them. And when you spread forth your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Yea, when you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Oh, what is he telling them? He's telling them these, these church meetings we having, and we, and we, and we preaching these feel-good messages, 
and we telling people they're okay and we're not honoring Christ, he said, I hate them. He told them, y'all rebelling against me and I hate when you come to church. I hate your prayers. They don't mean nothing to me. The, the sacrifices don't mean nothing to me. What means something to him today is do you love his son, Jesus Christ? Do you follow the paths that Jesus Christ has set forth? Do you live by his examples? See, I believe we're getting down to a day and time where it's getting awful close. I believe we're getting to a point in life to where the rapture could happen any minute. I'm asking you, are you rapture ready? Are you ready right now as you are to stand before the Lord? Because what does He want from you? Before He hears your prayers, before He hears you, He wants repentance. He wants repentance. I don't care if you stand behind the pulpit. He wants repentance. I don't care if you've never been to church a day in your life. If, you, if this is the first time that you've ever heard about Jesus Christ who came from heaven, who come to this earth, born of the Virgin Mary. He grew up and he, he preached for around three and a half years from age 30 to age 33 and, and, and he he come to die for our sins he was sinless he never committed a sin he took the penalties of our sin on the cross he shed his blood on the cross he took the beating for us his chastisement was upon our chastisement was upon him christ died to save us from hell that is it that's the bottom line of the gospel. Jesus Christ came to save us from hell. John 3, 16, we trample all over it. But do we ever live and believe it? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to whosoever, whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Oh, do you get what he's saying? That if you just believe in Jesus, it don't matter if you never get the new home. It don't matter if you never get the new car. Just like that song said, I'm the same man as I was yesterday, but the old man is dead. It don't matter what you get. If you never receive a blessing this side of eternity, what you get on the other side is heaven. And it, will, it is better than any gift you could ever receive on this side of heaven. But I tell you what, if you don't accept him, there's a hell that waits for you. And there ain't nothing on this earth worth selling your soul for hell. Nothing. What do we give in exchange for our souls? What do we sell our souls to the devil for? Sex? Money? Drugs? Pride? Fame? Gossiping? Lying? Stealing? What is it? What is your soul worth to you? Because whatever it is, that's what you're getting for it right now. And for the wages of sin is death. You're going to get paid for it. Whatsoever man sows, that so he also reap. You're going to get paid for it. But listen to what he wants. He wants repentance. Listen to 16. Wash you. Make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. He's saying repent. Stop doing wrong and start doing right by the word of God. Oh, here we go. Listen to this. 
Come now and let us reason. That's all he wants to do is just reason with us. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If ye, being willing and obedient, shall eat the good of the land. But if ye refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Oh, that's where I'm going to stop. I'm going to ask you, if you've self-examined yourself, if you've been weighed in the balances and found wanting, if you haven't repented in a while, pray with me a prayer of repentance. If you ain't saved and you know if you died right now, you go to hell, pray with me a prayer of repentance. If you've been doing pretty good, you think you've been doing good, pray with me a prayer of repentance. Father God in heaven, we thank you, we love you, we praise you. Father, we pray in the name of your son, Jesus. Father, help us to repent. Help us to turn from our evil ways. Help us to turn to you, the author and the finisher of our faith. Lord Jesus, thank you for the pain and the suffering and the blood that you shed on Calvary's cross that will save us from a devil's hell. Father, let those of us that know the word of God, Lord, let us go out and preach it and teach it in the highways and the byways to compel people to come into your rest, Lord, as I believe the time is short. Father, help us to become the disciples you called us to be. Help us to be a light in this dark and dying world. Father, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.